It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Welcome to the film with three brains. It's Sam in your ear from somewhere near. Hmm. Um, not so near is Sean in Chicago. And Cohen in Maple, New Jersey. Even farther away. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about Abre Los Ojos, which for people who don't speak Spanish means open the eyes. <laughs> Open your eyes. Yes. Yeah, why is that? It's a weird translation there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, El Nino, that's Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, b- before we get into open your eyes, I, yeah. I have some housekeeping to take care of. Really? Ooh. Top of the show. Yeah. Did we screw something up on the last what? episode? No. We've got mail. We have got our first email. (laughs) (laughs) From your mom? (laughs) No, it's from Bob Dabalina. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina? Yeah, Mr. Bob (laughs) Dabalina. That's right. Uh, From, well, I don't know if I should say the email address. I won't. Um, That's just the name that pops up on it. And it was sent to the uh, filmwiththreebrains at gmail.com. And as I said, our first one, and here's what it says. You guys didn't give White Lion their fair share of lip service. Your music guy should have nergasmed all over that. <laughs> the uh, the subject was Money Pit Review. Yep, he's right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I should nerd it out, but yes, I definitely knew it was White Lion. And I was kind of confused by the, you know, the makeup of the band. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know White Lion well enough to, to nerdgasm or whatever. <laughs> That yeah. is, but, um, but I was aware of it. I just didn't yeah. think it, I didn't think you guys would care. So I didn't mention it. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, I, I knew but, I, I, yeah. I think it was after the fact I read that it was white lion. Yeah. And then when I got this email, I, I looked it up again to, to sort of create So it is white lion, but it's also the, there's a female in the movie as their lead singer. Who's not. Yeah. White lion. Okay. I was oh, okay. say, I remember yeah. that cause he makes, she makes <clears throat> eyes with the conductor, with the, with um, good enough oh, uh, at the yeah. end, you yeah. know. So. Yeah, they play the wedding at the end. But I don't mm-hmm. think yeah. of yeah. Well, well White Lion. Okay. They, they were wait. Were they a one hit wonder? Yeah, wait. Well, yeah. when the children cry was a hit too, I guess. Yep, those two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, Good pick up there, Bob. Thanks, Bob Dabalina. All right. Maybe we'll get more emails now. <laughs> he must be a he must be a monkeys fan. They yeah. were a big influence on the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Well, that's awesome that someone actually used the email address. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Bob. Now we know what works. Yeah. <laughs> this thing right. is on. <laughs> All right. Open your eyes. Yeah. Um, 
what's this movie about or or what's this not what's the synopsis of the movie is kind of different than what's the movie about yeah mm. which i think is is always a sign of good science fiction sure um because if it's just about the science fiction it's usually not likely to be great science fiction um all right it is a guy who a little bit of a rich playboy uses women uh maybe finds the woman of his dreams at a at his birthday party his best friend brings her along and shortly thereafter um it's hard to tell the timeline a day a couple days yeah i you know um i made the mistake of watching the remake so i can't remember if it's if they only had one visit or two visits but his his friend with benefits gets jealous and uh you know has him in the car ask him what life and happiness is really about and just goes crazy and drives off the road into and in, you know into a ditch and uh he wakes up uh physic badly facially physically deformed and i think his his arm doesn't work as well either and uh eventually um finds the woman and and ends up with with the girl of his dreams but then starts having a hard time between telling that she's really her or that she's really the ex who supposedly died in the car accident and he can't separate reality from his dreams they start to overlap more and more um until he questions whether or not he's actually still alive um there's a lot to this movie like it was like you know i mean obviously we have to do spoilers i mean this is this is this is the matrix before there was the matrix i mean that's where the ending of this goes mm -hmm. is is you know can you could you have live in your brain and implanted memories of a virtual world and and be okay with that is is where the film ends up but nowhere at the beginning do they do they give you that you at first it's like is it a movie about you know vanity which in some ways it is is it a movie about can you really find like true love in one night and then be separated for months something terrible happened and think you could get back together and make that happen um yeah there's all there's all sorts of things going on yeah think anyway what do you guys what what do you guys think your first call uh okay uh yeah i mean it's good <laughs> i saw We're i saw <laughs> i saw it once before uh probably when it came out um i don't remember or no no i actually no i probably i probably didn't see it when it came out i probably saw it when vanilla sky came out see i know and i then... rented this and saw it way before vanilla sky came out but i didn't see it in the theater i know yeah. that um, I, I don't remember the order. It's just this. This seems like the sort of thing I that would not have probably been on my radar in 1997. So when Vanilla Sky came out, I might have went back and and checked it out. You know, um, wouldn't be the first time I'd saw a remake first and then was curious about the original and saw that. Um, or you know, as the case with like The Ring, the remake came out. And then I, you know, I found out it was a remake of a, you know, a foreign film and I went and watched the foreign film first. That's what I did with The Ring. So I could have done that here. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I mean, it's good. Uh, I like it. I like, I didn't, I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember what the twist was or what the explanation was. Um, 
not even for Vanilla Sky. I couldn't remember that very well either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it does happen, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. Um, I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it is about many things. And I think vanity is a big one. The idea that you would rather sleep for 150 years than live with a disfigured face is pretty top-notch vanity. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, there, there are certain things that I was really sort of digging while watching, and then afterwards I was kind of like, oh, well, okay. Like, the the sort of mistaken identity that goes on with Penelope, Penelope Cruz and the other woman. Um, while I was watching, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder what's going on. But ultimately... It doesn't matter. There's nothing going on. It's a fucking dream, you know? So to me, that was kind of boring. Or like it was kind of a cop-out in retrospect. Well, I don't know. Like, it's really not, I don't know. Out. Unless oh. unless I missed it, I don't, there, there didn't seem to be any point to it. Why why he is mistaking one for the other, other than that it's, it's a dream that's it's spiraling out of control, I guess. But I don't know. That, that felt a little weak to me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't right. know if I, if it bothered. I don't know if that bothered like the, me. Sorry, the, the it's all a dream explanation for me is never yeah. satisfying. You know? Right, and and for the I mean, this is more than that. Obviously, it's a it's a bigger thing than it just that. But that is a large part of right. like when when things are weird and and you can't understand what's going on. It's this big mystery to be solved, and the revelation is that you're dreaming. It's fucking lame, right? You're just kind of like, oh god, he's dreaming. Come on. But it is still. I still like. I sort of like, I like the reveal that, yeah. you know, I mean, and they telegraphic a lot, telegraph it a lot with the cryonics and shit. Um, yeah, but still it's, it's a good, like, it's a good story. I, I like that revelation. Um, they reminded me of, um, do you guys ever see wayward pines? TV uh, show a little bit. I mean, uh, a couple years ago, it was on for two or three seasons. It was just another in a long line of lost wannabes, you know, like sci-fi mystery knockoffs. Yeah, sort of a Twin everyone... Peaks. Thing. No, not not right. really. Okay. No, just like you know, all the science fiction with these huge twists that you know are supposed to be so revelatory, where people are trying to emulate Lost. But the twist in this one was fantastic. The rest of the show sucked, <laughs> but it had. Or the first season was all right, but the the, the revelation of what was going on was fantastic. Because That's it's so like, rare that everything it, I know. else sucks, but the revelation. I know good. <laughs> it was so it was so bizarre. I mean, the that's not being fair. The first season was great because it was all leading up to the revelation. So once you have the reveal, like where do you go? And they didn't know. They didn't know what to do with it. Hmm. But do you want me to tell you what the reveal is? Sure. So a guy a guy wakes up in a town, and he's an FBI agent. He's investigating someone in that has to do with the town. His oh his partner disappeared, and the last place he was saw was in this town. And he, his memory is spotty and he, he, um, the people are weird and he can't leave the town. Every time he tries to leave, he can't like something happens and blah, blah. And then eventually he finds like a wall and it's sort of, it reminded me of cabin in the woods. But anyway, the, yeah. the reveal is that it's actually like a thousand years in the future. Mm. And the whole town was put into like cryogenic suspension, um, because the world was basically ending. And this mad scientist dude wanted to save his town, you know, or like save humanity. And so he chose this town and he made everyone think 
that no time had passed so they wouldn't, I don't know, like repeat the mistake. I don't know. I don't remember. But it was a great reveal when they finally <laughs> reveal it. It's like, because I never thought of that. I never would have thought of that in a million years, you know. Or a thousand years. Yeah. Anyway, so this reminded me of that. <laughs> Long-winded. Yeah. Uh, well, I I think you're right that the, the dream thing is hard to do. Um, and usually it's not done well. I think this is, I think open your eyes is, is about the best you can do with it. Yeah. You know, because the way they sort of, you know, back, go back and forth between him being disfigured and them not being disfigured. I mean, obviously eventually we find out that, you know, that's that none of that is really real, but the accident's real. I mean, his feelings are real. His, Mm -hmm. his relationship, those, all those things actually happened. So it's an interesting way to sort of unravel a story. And I think that I'm almost, I know I saw Vanilla, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw Vanilla Sky first, which kind of ruins it for me. Now, it doesn't totally ruin it for me, but they, you know, uh, Sam, you're probably going to talk about it too, so I won't go too deep into it. But I mean, they managed to like schmaltz it up and make it, even longer. I mean, this movie is almost two hours long and they added 20 minutes. Like Cameron Crowe decided like, let's put more music and more cool stuff in there. And then let's draw out all the scene, all the dialogue. Cause open your eyes. The dialogue's fast, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're humming, you know, like there's, they're going through a lot of these scenes, you know, with some exposition, but then there's like a lot of important shit going down at the same time. And, uh, you know, just the little bit of Vanilla Sky, which is, I think it's on HBO Max now. Yeah. I watched that and I'm like, oh, the, the tone is so different, you know? Yeah. And not in a good they, way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, uh, you know, I was scrolling this thing called the Internet and um, <laughs> and you can find people make lists of, of, you know, movies. And one of them was like thought provoking movies. And, you know, someone put in there, like, my my favorite top 20 thought-provoking movies, and they put Vanilla Sky in there. And mm-hmm. granted, as soon as you make a list of anything, you're going to get responses of all the crap you didn't put on there because your favorite 20 thought-provoking movies are going to be different. But, man, did people skewer this person for not putting <laughs> Aubrey Los Ojos on there. <laughs> they're, like, heavy, like, <laughs> they're like, clearly you only watch things made by Hollywood. And it's true. Yeah. The, the list had almost nothing outside of Hollywood. Um, you know, but did have primer on there. So I was, I was happy with that. Um, but that's, yeah. Having seen the, seen the first one, seen the second, and then now did it twice. Cause I watched vanilla sky after watching this, you realize like, okay, this, they, they have, they almost have to, because the first movie, the Abre Los Ojos, I think suffers from you have a lead character that you don't really like, and they're never they never change. At the end yeah. of the movie, he just decides like it's not that you don't feel like there's a profound change to him. He just decides he doesn't want to leave in the dream world. Like something's psychologically wrong with him. He either can't control the dream or there's a glitch in the matrix, whatever it is, and he decides to wake up. But he doesn't actually become. A truly better person along the way at least it doesn't feel like it to me in mm-hmm. in if you're going to have tom cruise play that character you have to make him more likable because tom cruise isn't going to pl- play a character that you're not going to have some sympathy for yeah and so well I, they, I, yeah go ahead well i was just going to say they weakened the, the makeup too like 
yeah tom cruise versus this guy this guy's got this guy's quasimodo i mean right he's got you can barely see half his face and when you see tom cruise it's like well he's got a scar and he got one droopy eyelid yeah like they, they didn't want to make deal. him too unpretty, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> which I thought was kind of lame. Like, come on. Yep. Isn't that the whole point of getting Tom Cruise? Do you make him ugly? You know, the character is yeah. supposed to be a good looking rich guy. And then, you know, the contrast is important. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Like the, um, the dream sequence at the beginning when he's, when he's in his car and, and there's nobody else out in the world. I, you know, I like that in the in the first movie, it's it's a Volkswagen Beetle, and he wakes up, he drives a Volkswagen Beetle, <laughs> and in the yeah. Tom Cruise version, when he's dreaming, he's driving a classic Ferrari, and when he wakes <laughs> up, he's driving a classic Mustang. Um, <laughs> so it's like this is where the extra money went. Let's find yeah. a Ferrari for for the sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I mentioned to Amy, she was like walking through when I was watching some of Vanilla Sky, I'm like, well, the whole point, well, in my opinion, Kid A, when they use Kid A from Radiohead to yeah. start that movie, I mean, Kid A was made to be dystopian. It's based on a brave new world in, in part, you know, loosely. But I mean, the idea, it's supposed to be dystopian and they used it for the opposite of that. Like he wakes up, he's got the fancy TV and that, that song's playing and, and Everything is in its right place. Like they're, it's kind of the reverse of the way I would have done it. You know, I would have made it more like part of the confusion. You know, I noticed. But that's that's cramming crow for you. Since we're we're skipping to the music part, well, he loves music, <laughs> and you know. But I, did you notice the first the Aubrey Loso host yes. when he's having the when they're in the bar and he's having yes. that messed up scene with his buddy and her after the first time they're getting together and he's deformed. Yeah. They have rising sun by massive, massive attack, attack on yeah. and it has the lyrics dream on like over and over in the background. And mm-hmm. it's in hindsight, you're like, Oh my gosh, that was perfect. And yeah. I couldn't, you know, then when Cameron Crowe remade it, he got rid of that song. And I was like, look, if you're going to use the same actress, you're going to use the same lines for a lot of the movie, like scene for like word for word, scene for scene. You could have at least kept that song in because it was so perfect. It was like telling right. you it was a dream. <laughs> right. He didn't improve so, on that. Like, no. definitely. Also, like the fact that he used Penelope Cruz or that she agreed to do that movie. Like, I suppose it's more um, notoriety, not notoriety, more exposure for her. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, that, I think Hollywood. that launched That's her Hollywood did. career. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, is that why she agreed to do it? Because she's like she's done this, she knows this story already, and I mean, she's obviously doing it in English, not Spanish. But I mean, it's kind yeah. of a weird choice for her, I think. I don't think so at all. No, I, th- I well, I think the movie, in a way that I didn't really care for it, but the movie really focused on like how beautiful she is as the reason why he loves her. Like it, like these, these scenes where he's just staring at her face or he's like, Oh, that smile's going to kill me. And all these things, mm. you know, they, they weren't using her as a too complex of a character, which surprise, you know, that's kind well, she's of what supposed happens. to be a mime, right? Well, she was a mime in the first well, thing. <laughs> right. Which they got rid like of that. for the other one, which I, yeah, you know, it brought back memories for me. I was like, I remember being told that I, I have the looks for radio and the voice for mime. Um, but anyway, 
uh, you know, I think that they were, true, by the way, but they funny. were, they were using her, you know, cuteness. I, I think, it, I think it worked like, and for her, of course she would take it cause you know, it launched her career, her, her American career, at least I should say, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she, she's fine. She's yeah. I mean, why is, so the mime, I don't think it's a huge deal, but I, yeah, I, when I saw the mime part, I'm like, wait, did I? I'm still confused about when I saw this this movie versus Vanilla Sky. I I probably will never figure it out, which is fine. But I really wish I had just watched this movie first and then. I mean, I still don't think Vanilla Sky is very good, but I. <clears throat> but I don't know if that's because I'm not supposed to, you know, because. Does it the bring anything? Better? Does it bring anything new to it, or, or do anything differently? I mean, it has I Kurt Russell I, in it. <laughs> I know that. Right. Um, I can't. I can't remember Vanilla Sky at all. So, it, um, you know, the one thing that they do differently is they build up what's going on in the company. The company. And they give yeah. a little more of more strength to that because it was almost a throwaway idea in Abre los Ojos that that hey maybe all of this craziness going on is being being manufactured by the other board members because this is a young rich guy who inherited his father's media, uh, you know, conglomerate, and it shares shares that power. He's you know he's fifty one percent of the board, and the other forty nine percent is this other group that that if they can show that he can't do the job, they get to take over. Um, and so in Abre los Ojos, that's very very brief in there, but it's in there as a as a possible source of a, like who's the bad guy in this maybe this group and in mm. vanilla sky they actually build it up they have he has a friend who's an attorney um who is on the inside in the company on his side and throughout the movie that develops a little bit yeah. and then we're like there's an extra five or ten minutes towards the end of the movie where he has left the um you know he is it's before he makes the choice to go into the cryogenics, they have this this scene later where they're like, oh, and you did this and you you did actually grow up and instead of being a, you know, playboy millionaire, you actually took control of the company and, you know, really made great strides over the course of three months before you sank into depression and chose to be cryogenically frozen and put into the lucid dream world. So yeah. there's some differences there, um, but they're not, they don't add anything to the movie. I think that's the, the real question is if this movie was made today, I don't think they would make an, an American version of it. They would just simply like, we're finally at the point where a foreign movie can be nominated for the best picture and a foreign movie can be put into numerous theaters across the nation, not just one or two special art houses. Yeah. So I don't think that it would happen the same way now. I think it's a victim of how things used to be. Yeah, I don't think it had any new ideas or better no. ideas. I mean, it 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 called the board the Seven Dwarves, and they named them all. You know, sneezy, yeah. dopey. You know, they show all the. So there's sort you know they mine it for humor a little bit. They just extend everything a little bit, and they. I, I but I, yeah, I can't think of one new idea. They they use. I mean, a lot of the beats are the same. A lot of the dialogues the same. Most of the dialogue's the same. Yeah, it's crazy how it's, I mean, word for word. I think he... I mean, I like Jason yeah. Patrick as his friend, just because I like Jason Patrick. Jason, Jason Lee. I mean, sorry, Jason Lee, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, nice to see him. Yeah. 
but he doesn't have a whole lot to do either just be a you know be funny in a couple scenes but yeah mildly funny yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what's fascinating to me is that, yeah, that's what's fascinating is that I don't, I can't really put my finger on why I don't like the Americanized version. I think it's, I think maybe it seems like Cameron Crowe is trying to dumb it down almost. Yeah. Like he's trying to make, he's trying to tidy it up. And what's good about the original is that it's not tidy, that you have some loose ends. You know, you have a little bit of doubt at the end. You're like, well, um. I'm not really sure exactly what's I would happening. Have, I'd have liked to have seen them play that up a little bit. I suppose the ambiguity of it all and the idea that, you know, like Inception, I feel like is, is probably the best, the best film I've ever seen that deals with dreams. Um, just in the way it's thought out and executed is so smart. Mm-hmm. And the way he, they really play out at the end, you know, and the thing with his wife, in inception like she's convinced that if she kills herself she'll wake up right she thinks her life is a dream and he's like no it's not don't do it you know and there's that whole thing and it's a big deal you know it shapes everything he does after that so that i i, I kind of would have liked to seen a little bit of that at the end of open your eyes where where you know his his therapist was kind of like that you know, he's like, they're lying to you. You're not, it's not a dream. I'm not a dream. I'm not, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they don't really get into the idea that like, if you jump off this building, you're going to die, dude, right. because you're not dreaming, you fool. Right. You know, they didn't really explore that. And it, it didn't have to be like a big deal or something. I just thought it would have been nice, a subtle, a bit of a, you know, uh, a bit of contention there. Whereas a viewer, you're, because you never really doubted as a viewer. I never doubted it for a second as a viewer, that this is what's going on. Hmm. You mean once they figured out the Ellie thing, once yeah. they figured out that it's life extension, yes. that you're like, oh, that is it. Like, this is not part mm-hmm. of it. It's like, this is the answer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And but, that's, that's where the movie changed. Yeah, it, it, that's, to me, why I have a hard time summarizing the movie is like, well, what's it? what's it really about? Because they don't explore... You know, the Matrix is all about exploring the idea of what would it be like, you know, you have this character who wants to go back into the Matrix and you, you get this sense of where these other people want to leave, like, like, okay, what would it really be if this exists? And here you get this at the end and you kind of rush into it and it does exist, but you don't really get to think about, well, what choice are you really making and, and what are the implications of all this? Because it right. happens right at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I do find it crazy that they end up on the roof of a building. And I was like, you know, and then, of course, two years later, the Matrix comes out. And that's, you know, <laughs> that's one of the things, you know, the, mm-hmm. the roof of the building. And I'm like, I'm like, is it an influence? Is it is it coincidence? Is You know, what's what's going on? You know, it's yeah. u- using the same analogy. I mean, what little ambiguity there is, um, there's even less in Vanilla Sky because... Kurt Russell's on the building just like that Spanish doctor is in the, on the top of the building. Except, you know, instead of like having a little bit of confusion, they're like, they draw out that scene even when he, and he says, he says, I, I'm real. I have two daughters. And then the LE yeah. guy is like, what are their names? And then he struggles. And then they spend like 30 seconds for him. Like, and he looks at Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise looks back at him and they're like, Oh, and that, and, and that you're supposed to go, ah, so he's full of shit. He's not real. This isn't real. It's too it's too concrete in Vanilla Sky. 
And they they dried out so long that it's, scene. Yeah, it, it's like three times as long as it should be. Yeah, the whole part in that building that every everything that happens during that time is is extended. Tilda Swan Swanson Swan Slippy Slip Slammy Swan. Swami, Samsonite. That was Samsonite. <laughs> anyway, she's in, she's in it too. Is you know, there's a lot of people in that movie, um, but it doesn't make any better. Yeah. Yeah, I was was amused by the double up in Vanilla Sky, the the guard at the prison. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. It's. Uh, Oh, I've forgotten his name already. The guy from Groundhog Day. Yeah, he was uh, in Groundhog Day. He was the the kid who was marrying the the girl that gets his marriage saved or his oh. his engagement saved. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, Michael Shannon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Michael. Sh- <laughs> He's in Vanilla Sky. He's in Vanilla Sky. Yeah. Very briefly. Oh. Yeah. Cracks me up. Yeah. All right, but we should be focusing on Open Your Eyes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's go back to the title, though. Like, why? Why? I mean, this is a language question, which probably doesn't matter. But yeah, why is it "open your eyes" when it when tr- literally translated is "open the eyes"? I have no answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have to just ponder that for the rest of eternity, <laughs> or just go to Google Translate and figure it out. But. Ask someone who speaks Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Not our forte. Yeah. So LE is life extension, but it's not really extending your life, right? It's not actually. I, I in both in both movies, I was kind of confused by the fact that he has to commit suicide. I don't know if he has to, but he did to wake commit, up to wake up and to or to go into the well both. Yeah, I think he has to commit suicide to wake up and he has to commit suicide to start the the LE yeah. experience kind of odd well, right it, uh, shouldn't he be in like a, a gurney and they have a bunch of he's on a bunch of drugs and they do it there and he got to just take some sleeping pills or something I don't uh, or was it not that specific I don't know I don't remember now yeah he no he did he had to he the the thing was as soon as you die the company gets to take your body um, you know, so it just depended on when you died. You you could die later in your life. I think in Vanilla Sky they do a better job of saying like, look, if you kill yourself now, you can be immortalized. Um, you know, you're at with this body versus a later body. Mm. Um, you know, the longer you choose to live. Um, which and I think Kurt Russell's like, you guys are sick. You know, <laughs> so that that one little bit I think was was a nice touch. Okay, um, I found one good thing about it. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is really uh, you know, kind of symbolic, I guess, that you have to actually end your life to start the other life. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, couldn't they just like inject him with a stimulant to wake him up? Yeah, it's a, I mean, I thought that it should have been done under under supervision. I mean, you can't just say, "Okay, well, come, and we'll pick up the body tomorrow and we'll grab it." And but I'm, but maybe that's since they I didn't just explain mean like the at science the end, of it at the end. Yeah, it's at the like, end, it's like we can, like what? 
<laughs> but maybe that's what? a. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, for from a filmmaking standpoint, it's far more dramatic to say, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm choosing to end this life. But it also seems totally life. nonsensical. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. It's like you might as well say, you know, you have to murder a person you love, dissect them, and eat them. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> that's how it's done. Because <laughs> that's just how it works. 150 well, years in the future. <laughs> I guess you know, jumping to your death is 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 true finality. You're like, there's, you're like, yeah. okay, it's over. <laughs> they tried to tie that in for Tom Cruise too. They said he's always afraid of heights, and so they they made that a thing that he actually chose. Yeah. He says he chose this scenario. Yeah, that was a good. That was a nice touch. That yeah. He chose a scenario that if you decide you actually want to leave it, you have to really, like, it's going to be a tough choice. Like, it's not going to be a, I'm having a bad day. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving it. You know, yeah. it's going to be, I'm going to face my, one of my fears in a horrible way to actually leave it. But right. They, they, I would think that then they should also say, <laughs> okay, so why is it? Can't they, I don't, don't think it, you can look in it, it too much because they also you, gave them the idea to restart it. They're like, we can just yeah, restart it. Yeah, I know. That's it. what I'm saying. Like, uh, reboot the, get the glitch out. Why is it such a big deal? Like, so they wake him up. He wakes up and he's like, oh, you know what? Let's just go back. All right. <laughs> Fine. They did yeah. it once. Why can't they do it again? <laughs> this is their whole fucking bread and butter. This is their business plan. Yeah. So Put the back. real question is, <laughs> you get diagnosed with some horrible disease or something like in the in the cameron crow version they 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 one of their advertisements was this person who was i, I think they said you know the, the cancer was so painful or whatever and i knew this was the best choice so would you choose to do it would you choose to be like okay i'm gonna live in a dream world for who knows how long i mean i guess essentially eternity hmm I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the alternative is death, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, is, is is any version of reality better than just death? I'd say no. Especially if it's glitchy like this. Like if yeah, if you if you can fuck it up and you know your mind your mind gets muddled and things go haywire, you yeah, you just end up in a nightmare for. Well, that's years. the thing. Like what, what, this is pretty fucking loosey goosey, like. Who hasn't a hundred and fifty years, and this is the first time it's turned into a nightmare? I mean, I have a nightmare like once a week. They, they have, uh, yeah, but that, well, clearly it happens because they have technical support. <laughs> yeah, which shows who shows up, and yeah, the reveal of the I'm technical support is like, hey, what if they're all here for you? Like, that was kind of like, that was also very Matrix-like. Like, hey, you can actually control these things. And all the people oh, stopped talking yeah, and right. all that. And I was like, okay, if that really happened in my real life, like if all of a sudden I'm at work tomorrow <laughs> and I'm like having a crappy day and some guy's like, hey, you can just stop all this with your mind. And I did. I was sure wouldn't go back to doing what I was doing. I'd be, I'd be walking around. Let's work. order another drink. That's, uh, yeah. like, hang on. You're like, oh, okay. And then he goes to try to meet up with the woman again. Like, no, I'm changing everything. <laughs> you know, rearranging the world. I'm like that. Like the very next thing would be a dinosaur walking down the street. Like it's like <laughs> I can do this. All right. Where's my dinosaur? Let's have at it. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I like the movie because it's it's it gives you food for thought. You can you yeah. can daydream about scenarios. You know, go, you know days later, like oh if this was that. You know, the vanity stuff I don't really care for. I'm like all right, you know half my face gets scraped up and totally, you know, disfigured, but my brain still works. Like that's okay. <laughs> you know, your brain doesn't work and you can't separate dream from reality. That's a real problem. Yeah. 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 yeah also, thought... the the friendship is a little bit strained because, you know, he takes his his best friend's girl. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought that too. And so that's the thing is that's why I say this movie this movie hits so many different things because it's like one can you really fall in love and instantly with someone and the other is like if even if you thought you did love someone instantly would you really if it's your best friend's girlfriend would you really or the girl that he thinks is the one would right. you really act on it right you know and he brought her to the party and he said he liked her and stuff and he's like oh well, that's interesting Clearly, I'm, <laughs> I'm too logical because because other people would be like well if you had that magical connection and you both felt that way yeah so be it i don't know if you have that magical connection and you were meant to be together then you'll be then you'll end up together wait a wait a night you know, wait one night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure. Yeah. It's your birthday and everything. That's great, but you can figure it out. Yeah. Or if you, yeah. And if you're God's gift, you know, he's, he's clearly the, you know, the ladies man, let your friend have, you know, have a chance, you know, if he fails, he fails, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's some lacking some, some uh, I don't want to say bro code, but something like that. <laughs> you said it. I didn't mean it like that, though. But you said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> recorded it. forever. Uh, this, and this is our best review yet, record, so it's going to be code. all over the place. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we're tweeting that crap right now. <laughs> well, one thing, one question we don't have to answer is: Should it be remade? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and nobody cares about a sequel. What is that? Thousand years in the future? Now we're you know, LE three point Let's let's see what happens again. Well, they can't do it now because there's four res. I mean, four Matrix movies of progressively worsening uh, quality, taking mm -hmm. off of the main concept here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they didn't explore any of that sort of like the Matrix is like, well, we lost entire crops because humans rejected our version of reality, this the utopia, they didn't, they, they relate to suffering. So they couldn't understand it. You know, in this movie, it's like, well, just, you know, just keep repeating your normal life and it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah Ma Matrix has a lot of little gems in it about that. They did a nice job. Mm -hmm. I will say that Cameron Crowe's beginning, the opening to his, his version is effective. I mean, cars whatever car he was driving beside like you know you went from like madrid which is sure you expect people but he kind of wakes up redoes the day but when it's but when he goes to when tom cruise goes to Times square and there's nobody yeah. there it's much more effective like he's cruising down central park and there's nobody there and then he ends up in Times square you know yelling top of his voice and nobody's there i mean that's kind of like i am legend that the way that was effective yeah. as well mm -hmm. Sure. So I'll give him credit for that. And it was well shot and everything, you know, it's, 
that's it's just puzzling because Vanilla Sky is a kind of a well-made movie that's kind of shitty. So, I also thought it was interesting that <laughs> Alejandro Amenabar, I think if I'm saying his name close, uh, that he said in retrospect he thought Open Your Eyes was his worst film. Hmm. And he yeah, he said something yeah. along the lines like it was what made by teenagers. Yeah, like it was <laughs> written by teenagers who didn't know anything about life. So I think that's I mean because he's old, I mean he's our age now so he yeah, started he, no, he very made this early. When he was twenty four. That's crazy. Yeah, and he did he he wrote it he directed it he did some of the score. You yeah. know he's one of those weird examples where you can do we can wear all those hats and and pull it off. I mean that's that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he had a co writer but basically this is his vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the others with Nicole Kidman? Oh yeah, I thought yeah. it was interesting that he did that movie. Yeah, that is a great, a great twist at the end too. Yeah, very effective. Yeah, that was a good movie. It's creepy. Yeah, I liked it it. yeah, yeah. The creepy element of that one's really good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I know by him is the others. The, I mean, I on, on his are, list, I think those are the only two movies of his I've seen. Did you recognize some other titles? Where's this um, shit? I mean, I, I guess he hasn't no, had that long. I mean, he's doing. No. He's still doing stuff, obviously. A TV show. TV. La Fortuna. The Sea Inside. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I never saw that with Javier Bardem. Never saw it. Oh, actually won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Oh, yeah? 2004. Well, well, well. Maybe someday. It's about, yeah, Javier Bardem is quadriplegic after a diving accident, and he has a 28-year campaign in support of euthanasia and the right to end his life. Based on a true story. So, yeah, it's a little little heavy. Yeah. (laughs) But I bet it's pretty good. What's Javier Bardem doing these days? He was just in the actually. Um, he was just in the movie about the Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Oh, that's right. Yep. <laughs> Didn't I get a lot of crap for the casting? Of I don't um, know. I mean, not a lot of crap, but it, <laughs> and it it uh, it took Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. and made her. I, I, it seemed to be mostly about the hair color. I have to be honest. You know, like they were like, "Oh, you got to use a redhead." You know, you got all these good mm-hmm. redhead actresses. Like, well, is that really the problem? <laughs> I thought it would be just that you should use a comedian. You should use, use someone that's really, truly known, truly funny. I mean, I, I'm sure Nicole Kidman can be funny, but I can't. Th- I couldn't name one movie where she cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um. She. So. We saw the movie. I forgot what it's called already. Um, the Ricardos or something? Is that what it is? I have no we idea. We saw it. Um, you know, it's Aaron Sorkin, so it's you know, very dialogue heavy. Um, she doesn't. She's not funny in it. She's not supposed to be. Okay. You know, she's not. She only does a tiny little bit of like shtick from the show. Yeah. Not much at all. So it's not, you know, it's not really about that. So, it, like, if you see it, it makes sense that they didn't hire a comedian. 
Okay. I guess. I get that. Yeah. Right, because they like, want to do the behind-the-scenes drama, their marriage. Yeah. All that right, stuff. right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. I'm intrigued. All right, where are we going next? Um, Is it my pick? It is. Great. I have one. <laughs> um, mine, what decade? It's from the 80s. Mm. Early 80s. 82? Yes. Holy yeah. shit. Awesome. <gasps> Take a stab. Is it an alien movie? Is it a what? Alien movie? It is not. Okay. But it is sci-fi. All right. I was going to say E.T., but... It is not E.T. <laughs> no, it, that's that's later. That's 82? Uh, no, we've talked about this. It's 82. It is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think there's... It's like Poltergeist is 82. Oh. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is it a John Carpenter movie? No. Oh. It oh, is a I don't... Disney film. Disney? Oh. Yes. Disney 82. Uh-huh. What did you say? Sci-fi? Science. Yes. Oh, no. Is it going to be horse shit? No. No. <laughs> what, wait, what, wait. What was the explorer? Would, would I pick horse shit? <laughs> that's debatable. I, I think it's the Disney thing that's really throwing me off here. I know. That's messing me up, too. And yeah, because I'm like, I'm thinking like Mad Max, Blade Runner, and all that. Uh-huh. And in my back of my mind, they don't. Or not like those aren't Disney movies. You, know? <gasps> you son of a them. bitch! What did you I steal yours? Tron. I did. You fuck! Oh yeah, it is Disney. <laughs> I can't believe you picked Tron. Why I knew I waited too long. Oh, of course I was gonna pick Tron. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it. Awesome. Yeah, I had that coming. I've stolen yours before. That's all right. All right. <laughs> I don't mind. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. Disney, sci-fi, awesome. Yep. And that's... Yeah. Should have got that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Tron. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I was going to say it is a, what I would consider a genre classic. It is. I think the kids need to revisit it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. (laughs) Well then. Yeah, I I feel like we... We missed something, but I guess we, we covered the basics. Talk yeah, to but music. we didn't talk about what age you'd want to watch this movie. Hmm. You have to be old enough to drink, I think, because there's... It's <laughs> going to say late late teens. Maybe. Yeah, late teens. But, yeah. I mean, if he, if he thinks it was written by teenagers, then maybe that's... Maybe it would be appealing to teenagers. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think they might find it boring right I don't know but watch if I that's my only advice is if you're going to watch both of these watch the original first before you watch Vanilla Sky mm-hmm. I think that's always a good rule of thumb yes watch yes. the original first or maybe only <laughs> yes I'm having a hard time thinking of a American remake of a foreign film that was superior Definitely the, not old boy. Maybe The Departed. Oh. What's the original Departed? It's called um, Infernal Affairs for some fucking reason. I don't know. It's probably just a bad translation. It's, um... Uh, was it Korean? 
I don't. I can't remember. Zero. I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't. I didn't care for it at all. But I really liked the Departed. Okay. Then yeah, that sounds like a good example. <laughs> I think some people would say the Ring, but I really, I really like the Japanese version. No, uh, the Japanese version is good. Yeah, and same with the uh, the Grudge. Yeah, I saw the that. Infernal is Hong Kong. Okay. Hong Kong. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Okay. That's enough movie buff. I'm out. All right. Thanks again, Bob Dabalina. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Appreciate the email. Yeah. What's that email again? Uh, <laughs> the film with three brains at gmail.com. Nice. That's three spelled out. Yes. Everything's spelled out, no spaces, no punctuation, all lowercase. The way it was meant to be. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you at Tron. And <laughs> <laughs> work with my sound effects there. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. Mr. Doublelina, Mr. Bob Doublelina, Mr. Mr. Doublelina, Mr. Bob Doublelina, Mr. Doublelina, Mr. Bob Doublelina.